What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on the Simply Human podcast, I get asked a lot of times about you know ketogenic diets, a lot. right? And um, you know, so what I'll tell you is the actual answer is um, no one knows enough about nutrition. Um, I've tested so many people, but I never found two people that respond the same way to food. Golly, yes, that is such uh, an important it, point. Yeah, it's episode one hundred ninety-seven of the Simply Human podcast with your host Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, very excited to have Kathleen Trotter. She's a fitness... your voice get all high? Very, So excited. I'm such a man. Rage about Martin Short guy, Ed Grimley. Yeah. <laughs> Martin Short. Oh my gosh, classic. Kids today don't know Martin Short. He's in, Steve Martin's over seventy. Martin Short's like sixty-eight. Yeah, it's, it's what happens. The Earth does another rotation around the sun, and we all get a year older, Mark, and a, a year closer to death. You're closer to being worm food. <laughs> um, back to Kathleen Trotter. Yes. She's a fitness expert, media personality, personal trainer, writer, life coach, certified Pilates and Eldoa instructor. We'll ask her about what that is. An overall health enthusiast. Her passion is motivating others to find their fit and works with clients ranging from endurance athletes to individuals living with Parkinson's disease and osteoporosis. I'm confident. Oh, wait. Sorry. Mm. I was just reading the email. That was a message to (laughs) me. Go up yourself, San Diego. She, she, She has a book. You're... Future fittest self making choices today for a happier, healthier, fitter future you. I feel like that I got this email and I thought, now see, this is a good fit for our show. <laughs> what? It's not going to talk about how you can <laughs> your way away from stage four brain cancer, oh, huh? Open up the document and put bleep Rick. 145, because we are trying to be good and polite. You are trying to be good. I am not. Yes. Um, By the way, I must say, 
before if you have something to get into, but I have to yeah, say right. something. Your twin brothers, Brad and Jeff, yes, older brothers. That's what I want. That's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. On Saturday. Uh, and let me tell you, uh, it was really, really good to see them. I hadn't seen them in quite a while. Saw your parents, saw a song and performed a song for everyone. And I have to say, okay, bravo. Really? Yes. I mean, it was a long song. It was like, hey, Jude, but uh, I don't know if you've watched the video that oh. I'm sure your mom took of me in the background. I am because I under, listen, uh, there are not that many people in that room who go back as far with Brad and Jeff as, as I do. I'm not just not laying claim on the greatest friend that ever had, but I've been, I mean, I've known them as long as I've known you. Yeah. I've known them for 25 years. I, well, plus. I'll let you finish and then I will say something about that. But so I was, I knew all like these subtle, most of like these subtle inside jokes <laughs> making out in the van. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Which I think and we've told about most I, of I these. I dolphin laughed my way through that entire thing. Okay. Like I was uncontrollably laughing and to the point where, I was like, okay, people are looking at me, wondering why I'm laughing so hard. But man, it was that was good. You did a fine, okay. fine, fine job organizing this. Thing. Well, I will. Oh wait, oh man, I thought the link was right here. Hang on, I'm gonna pull something up. Um, okay. but when I was writing the song, I knowing that you were gonna be there, I will. <laughs> I will say that I was nervous. My biggest fear was like. Doing the song, be crapping on it, and then you like not thinking it was funny. <laughs> Seriously, like I, that was a big part of my, of like I was writing it. Like, oh my gosh, I hope this doesn't. I hope well, Rick doesn't make you. fun of me. Flying colors. Okay, uh, I only wish that I had uh, one human being in my life that cared about me that much to write a song for my birthday. I'll Instead. write you a song for your birthday. I could write as I could write just as long of a song about you. Oh my gosh! Okay, you know what? Uh, you have another. You have a year and a, year a, half. And, uh, a and month. Days. Yeah. Uh, actually, a year and eleven days yep. before my fortieth birthday. Okay, I'm I'm work on it. I want you to compose a song and uh, to be debuted on the podcast. But hey, I have an idea. What? Let's plan this out a year and eleven days in advance. Okay. We do. That podcast, me and you in Oh, person. my gosh. That would be awesome. Yeah, let's figure that out. Let's do that. Hold on. I'm trying to – how do I get um, – I might have to edit some of this out. I'm trying to get – I've done this before where where YouTube will come through the, the mixer. Why isn't it coming through the mixer? There's a setting. Oh, wait. Maybe it's in preferences. I will also say this, too, that yes. no one else in the room – like – there were some stories that maybe they've heard of or something, but you're the only one that has been there for all of them. I think the only other person that could have been possibly in attendance that would have understood the the depth and breadth of your <laughs> stories with maybe Jackson or if uh, Brad uh, Brad Holden was there. He and he shout came, out to Brad Holden. Let me let me tell claims you. to never know, but he's always texting us about. It, so well, let me let me tell you a quick because I'm I've got it here. Let's see. Hang on. Let's see if this works. Okay. I can Okay. But before we do that, Brad Holden came after everyone left. Man, I was so disappointed that I didn't get to see him. Let, let me tell you what he what he did. <laughs> he uh like so we're all sitting around and it's I don't know, five or six o'clock, maybe four, four or five, somewhere in there. 
and we, you know, uh, we'll have a glass of bourbon, uh, you know, at, at, the, at, the end, at the end of the day, you know, sitting there and all just sitting around. My brother, all my brothers, <laughs> my dad, we all have some bourbon, and we're, you know, I, I'm as we've talked about on the show, I'm a little bit of a whiskey aficionado. Oh, I read a book about I, whiskey. I read so I a, a lot I read a book and a half about whiskey, and so it's like I, I'm not a stranger to the whiskey drink, okay. <laughs> And Brad, and I guess, my chest. <laughs> and I guess, and I guess Brad is, it, he, so I'm, I'm sitting there and I get up and I go, I don't know, do something. And I come back down in there and like I'm, I look down at my whiskey and there's like something in my drink. I was like, what is that? There's like dirt or sand or something in this. What, like, what is happening? Look at this. I'm showing everybody. What is that? No, it's nothing. It's, no, there's something in there. Maybe it's the ice. Maybe the ice or the ice maker is like had you know the water wasn't filtered. Uh, like, maybe some of the peat, uh, some of yeah. the sediment uh, from the peat. There's uh, no sediment in peat. It's the spirits. And they, uh, the, no, uh, there is no sediment you. in whiskey. So I pour it out out the sink, thinking that the ice ruined it. So I get I get the different ice out of the cooler. It's a different ice source, and <laughs> I put it in there, and I put the thing in. And I'm walking around. And I come back, and there it is again. And I'm going. What is that? Like immediately, it's like it's like if somebody put a pair of scissors in a hamburger. It's that like, it's that noticeable, you know? And like just something like I don't like sunglasses in a pizza. Something that's like you're not just gonna like miss that. You're gonna go. There's scissors in my hamburger. That's weird. I'm not gonna drink. I'm not gonna eat this. There's scissors in it. Well, finally, I Brad was like trying to pour digestive enzymes. Into my whiskey to like make me poop or something. Rick, are you still there? Are you there? Way to go. Your computer died. I don't know what happened. It's plugged into the wall. Our computer is so ancient that the, the battery, it will, it literally, you have to have it plugged into the wall. So. It'll go like from 20% to zero. In no, like it a won't second. turn on if it's not plugged into the wall. It gives you a, a pop up that says, your battery doesn't work. Oh. <laughs> so dead it won't even yeah. What so. did you hear me say? You're talking about sunglasses on a pizza. Yeah, yeah. okay. So what what <laughs> I finally got Brad to admit he was he was oh, he had these little capsules of digestive enzymes and was like <laughs> pouring them into my whiskey. Like as a joke to try to make me like poop or something. <laughs> and I'm like that it's like it's to, totally it was like sand in my whiskey drink like what and Jen I, when you cut out Jen walked by and she was like we did that when we were like 12 she did not think that was funny because I wasted like you know a couple of, of whiskeys that stuff isn't you know it's not like water it's expensive it's like what is he doing digestive enzymes like you moron anyway so Hold on. What? Here's Jen's uh, take. Uh, hot sports opinion. Um, not only did I think that was ridiculous, but he needs like psychological help. Who is almost fifty years old? Oh, he's he's forty. Mm, he looks fifty. Oh! <laughs> You'll never listen to this. Who is almost fifty years old? Wants to talk junk about someone's podcast and then walks around with a half-open pill in his front hoodie pocket. <laughs> Oh, I just kissed her. I ambush kissed her. Did you hear that? That was me kissing her. 
Hashtag me too. Mark, way to go. Anyway. <laughs> I think that's how that works. Um, yeah, well, not the whole thing. Yeah. Um, you just, you're sounding, I'm sounding, you're sounding weird in my headphones. Did you, did that, like you're now you're just coming through my right headphone. Did part of your thing come undone? There you go. Oh, wait, maybe that was me. Talk again. Uh, hello. There we go. Okay. So, I don't know. I want to, I want to play the part about, uh, the, 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 the movie and then the, (laughs) the, the phone call. So let me try to find it. Okay. Okay. We all like Superman. We all like gooey biscuits when mom bakes them in a pan. We all like watching movies, but silent you should be. Or Brad will try to fight you during And you can very clearly hear you laughing, and you're in the background. And you, you said, "Silent, you should be." That's what you I was knew like, it. Well, well you, you clap your hands and disappeared behind the couch because you like <laughs> fell down onto the floor. <laughs> and I will say this: my daughters just cannot get over how much they love your laugh. <laughs> they kept talking about it even tonight. Well, the, the story behind that—it's a very short story—is we were all me and you and Brad and Jeff, and I think Jackson was probably there too. Probably. I'm Saturday night at your house. Very typical what we were doing. And uh, we were watching Aliens. And Brad, <laughs> you know how everyone listening to the show, how Mark uh, will sometimes what we call urban out. Yes. Like when uh, he threw the spaghetti all over the place. That's a famous story. Well, Brad does it twice as hard, twice as, uh, as quickly. His temper is half as long. And so uh, we had just started Aliens 3, and it's like the title scene, like nothing important. And uh, I don't remember what I was saying, but I was just talking over it because yeah. I knew it was making Brad so bad. Well, it, it was like, it's like mystery. And stood up and just screamed, and this is like 11 o'clock at night. Dad, grab it! I am trying to watch Aliens Part Three, starring Sigourney Weaver. And his like face is like all the veins in his face gets red. It was awkward. It got awkward there. God, for a we th- we got so much mileage out of oh that, and also the rabbit, the cartoon rabbit. Hey, turn up your uh, level one a little bit. Um, on the bottom left, your level, level two, no, up level one, but. Uh, Oh, you were doing like the Mystery Science Theater 3000 thing. That's what, you know, you just, you've always got like a little comment like, oh, like that would really happen or, you know, some hypothetical. And that's what was killing Brad. <laughs> so there was that. And then there's the, see if I can find the, uh, uh, the, the phone call, which we've told on this story. It's true. <laughs> there's Rick again. Don't talk. Sorry, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> that Honda was a five speed. Yeah. The audio changed a little bit here. You laughed pretty hard at that one too. Okay, I think this is it. Yeah, this is this is the phone call. Brother Jeff on the phone, chatting with his sweetheart. <laughs> the plan was to disrupt romantic chatter with a loud bark. 
the dear brother Brad <laughs> burst right through the door, <laughs> turned around and pulled his pants down. <laughs> then pooped right on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it was so funny because Jeff like sang the last line along with me because he like knew like what I was gonna say. Um, yeah, that was a classic yeah. too. <laughs> Brad pooped on the floor <laughs> <laughs> trying to fart. Anyway, well, that was fun. It was great seeing you and uh, yeah, so great seeing time. your boys. I haven't seen your boys. Halen remembers when we met at the park that time. Oh yeah, that's right. And Hope didn't. She was like, I don't, I've never seen him. And I was like, no, yeah, really you little. have. Yeah. And uh, Halen was like, no, we, we met them at the park once. I was like, very good. That was like five years Gosh. ago. Yeah, that was a while ago. Oh, so we get there and uh, the boys are like, walk, we're walking to the house and like you got there early and your oldest, I was like, hey, y'all just don't try to, just try not to break anything, right? Like it's kind of joking. He immediately yeah. was just like, I'm not making any promises. <laughs> 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 so that was pretty funny. But anyway, um, okay. So it was fun. That was a good time, 40. And yeah, it was, uh, it's kind of crazy to think in another 20 years, which 20 years ago didn't seem that long ago. They'll be 60. Yeah. In another 29 years, they'll be 89. No, I mean 29 years from now. Oh, from now. Okay. I see what you, I see what you oh. mean. Yeah. That's the that's yeah. the real treasure. There you go. That's the birthday that I'm going to sing you a song. Nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's get to Kathleen. Uh, I'm excited. Let's use a 69 joke to segue into <laughs> our guest. <laughs> I'm excited to be here, and this is going to be great. Awesome. Well, let's just roll right into it. I'll, uh, I'm, I'm already recording, so let's just okay, um, talk about now. One thing that we always do is we try to we guess our guests' birthday. I know but that's it, a little bit of a dangerous thing to do, especially with women. Eh? Yeah. Well, we don't guess the year. We're just we're just going for the date. Uh, we're nine hundred and seventy. Yeah. <laughs> 21. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's not, since it's just me, why don't you just tell us what your birthday is? Um, my birthday is, I'm 35. I turn 36 um, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Um, right? Yes, I have heard that many times. <laughs> You're the you're the Star Wars birthday. No, I was just thinking because you know what I did yesterday was go and try the Peloton store in Toronto. Yes. And when so you asked me about my birthday and really where my head went at that moment was just I'm trying to decide if I should buy myself a Peloton for my birthday. You have to. And I'm thinking like, okay, that's three months away. How much money do I have to save by them and or is by May in order to make it worth right. it? How much money can I ask for like from friends and family <laughs> who like normally give me like a twenty dollar gift card here and there? Right. Right. Like, can, I just, like, can you give me cash for my Peloton? Yeah. Um, so yes, that was that little pause when you asked me about my birthday. I was like, oh, it's oh, so it's soon. So close. You you know what? I think you should buy it for yourself. You only live once. YOLO. And... That is very true. Well, and also, so I have a studio in my home. I'm, I'm a personal trainer and I have a studio and I think that my clients would love it as yes. well. And right now I have my triathlon bike on a stand, but I'm the only one who can use that. And, right. and the bike is not, it's, you know, it's great if I'm training for an Ironman to be able to ride my bike indoors, but I'm not training for one this year. And, you know, a, a road bike is much less comfortable than a nice little Peloton. So I'm thinking that I would both like the Peloton, but yeah. also it'd be very useful. So there you go. It's a, it's a business uh, investment. But it's a win win. Yeah. 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 So and I've been you, trying to convince myself all day that it's really 
totally for everybody else and not for me and that it's justified and right. that I'm just a wonderfully nice human being very kind to all my clients. I, I found that when there's a big ex, like a big uh, expense like that that I'm excited about like right, I've been mountain biking a lot and and there's this mountain bike that I really wanted. It's like once there's this point there's a middle point where it's like okay you've already, you made the decision. You quit yeah. fooling yourself. Just go out and just go do make it. the purchase. Well, and it really does fit into my philosophy of health and wellness, which yes. is that you have to make things convenient uh, because, you know, the quote unquote best workout that you never do uh, is mood. Like the benefits of the consistent workout that you do, even if it's mediocre, is going to be better than the perfect workout that you never do, you know? Right. So I'm really into convenience to make things consistent because I think that for most of us, we don't need complex workouts. We need consistent workouts. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, and I'm also really into making things fun and enjoyable. And that was one of the aspects of the Peloton yesterday I really liked. Like, you know, you just sort of dance in a way to the music. And yeah. and it also adds that sort of friendly competition if you want to compare yourself to others, you know, and have that gauge. Yeah. And I love the metrics that they give you. You know, it's one of my pet peeves of regular spin classes when they're like, and turn the dial up. Right. Just like it's different for everybody. Feet. Yeah. You know, so this says, you know, okay, we want your cadence at this and we want, you know, dial up to, to this level of intensity. So I feel like it works with a lot of what I'm always telling my clients, you know, make things easy, make things fun um, and right. do it consistently. Yeah. And, and people get hung up on, you know, it's like, okay, well, it's too expensive to, to eat healthy, for instance. Uh, well, what are you spending your money on? You know, it's like people that say that, Oh, I don't have time to do that. Well, you, no, you do. You, you just, you, your time is being taken up with other things. And if those other things, if you're, if you're really honest with yourself, if they're more important to you, then, then do those other things, but don't complain Absolutely. about, yeah. about not having time to do something that you, that yeah. you supposedly want to do. And, uh, you know, I'm really, really, I think that's a really important point to hammer home to everybody. It's about owning your choices. It's the same thing with food. Like, you know, if you want, if you love chocolate and you want a beautiful, you know, chocolate chip cookie or brownie, then own it and right. do it. You love it and have a moderate point. But, you know, don't say, well, I had to have that chocolate bar because I let, you know, I was starving and right. I was out in a like, well, no, you can go to, you know, most grocery stores now you can get like hard boiled eggs in the grocery store. Right. Pepper, you know, there's lots of things that you could have had. Right. Um, and I'm really, you know, I'm a big believer with all of my clients of just owning your choices. And, you know, if you decided not to work out, I'm actually okay with a client says that to me, but I'm not okay if they say, well, I didn't have time. Right. And right. Yes. Time. You know what? I prioritized, you know, social time with my friends or I prioritized right. Right. sleep or I decided that this time work was more important. Um, you know, the thing with every choice in life is that there is trade-offs, right? right? And, you know, you have to decide what the trade-off is that's more important. And for some people, in some instances, other things are going to be more important. And that's yeah. cool. And that's that's great. Yeah. But own it. Because right. if you don't own it, then you can't uh, make other choices next time or, you know. Right. So you have to kind of be aware. I mean, really, I love the phrase with awareness brings choice. Like you have to be first aware of the choices that you're making. So then you can either decide that you're proud of that choice or that you're going to make another choice next time. Yeah. I used to say this a lot on the show. I hadn't said it in a while, but it's like, I don't care if you want to cross the street blindfolded. Like, like to me, if you want to do that, I, I don't, that's fine. But just know that you're wearing, like, I just want you to know that you're blindfolded. Like, yes, you know, yeah. like if you, if you, if you open up the thing, you're, oh, it's a busy street and you want to put the blindfold back down and cross the street, more power to you. If that's your thing. But just, I'm just trying to get people to understand 
like what the context is and then make like, uh, uh, you know, uh, an informed decision, decision. Sure. right, right, right. Yeah. And it's like well, the, it's the reason I don't like the, the term cheat meal. I used to ha- use mm-hmm. like that term a lot. And it's like what I tell people now, it's like, we already beat ourselves up enough. And, and so, so now we have to like say we're having a cheat meal, which implies that you've done something wrong or and like this, the term you've fallen off the wagon. No, you had a chocolate chip cookie. You didn't fall off the wagon. You just, you ate a cookie. Like the, your, your whole rest of your week doesn't have to be contingent on whether or not you ate a cookie. Just, just yeah. make a good decision. The next decision that you Absolutely. Make. Yeah. Well, I think that it's an important point to distinguish this idea between sort of shame and guilt. And often with people, you know, they shame spiral. So they have the cookie and then they connect the cookie to their self-worth or lack of self-worth. So it allows them to sort of continue to make further less than ideal choices. I, I make the image of a mustard. Uh, so let's say you put a little bit of mustard on your shirt. You would never be like, oh, well, I poured a little mustard on my shirt. I might as well take this entire bottle and dump it all over. <laughs> right, That's right. ridiculous. Or if you miss yeah. a day of work because you're sick, you're not like, oh, well, I might as well quit now because I was sick one day. Oh, that's so um, good. You yeah. don't understand the idea that the all or nothing thinking is not helpful. But with health and wellness, for some reason, we let ourselves buy into that, right? And yeah. so we're like, oh, well, I had a cookie, I might as well have five. Or I had a glass of wine, I might as well have, you know, another one. Or I missed a workout, I might as well miss another one. Or I can't do my full hour-long workout. So yeah, I might do- as well do nothing. Yeah. As well. We fall into this all or nothing. And then we, through that, we really allow ourselves to shame spiral. So it's like, oh, well, I missed this workout. I must be a lazy person. And if I'm a lazy person, I might as well miss another one. Uh, But if you can distinguish the difference between, you know, I had a cookie, that cookie is maybe a less than ideal choice. So that's the behavior. And that's the guilt aspect, right? Like guilt can be motivating for some people. You know, I wish I didn't have that cookie. Okay. So how do I learn from that? Whereas shame, where you know, that becomes part of your lack of self-worth and your identity as a lazy slob, then that just causes you to be like, well, I might as well reaffirm that I'm a lazy slob and do more of that. So I'm really, that's a lot of Brené Brown's work. Yes. My wife is obsessed with Brené Brown. Yeah. I'm a very big, big, big advocate of hers. I love how she just, you know, she talks about guilt and shame and also just the stories that we create in our head and how we use those stories to justify, you know, really bad behavior or less than less than ideal behavior and unproductive behavior and and um uh that mindset that negative mindset and you know one of the things i'm most proud of in in my most recent book is i actually have a whole section in the book that's sort of an annotated bibliography and i go through all the books that have really influenced my health wellness nutrition mindset and sort of why they're important um so you can sort of see where you know what's built my philosophy and because i think that often we really disconnect like we're like well either something's a fitness book or either something's a nutrition book or it's a self-development book like you know brenny brown's like more self-help but the thing about it is that knowledge when it comes to health and wellness is not enough you need to have that mindset to connect the dots between wanting and doing right Mm -hmm. because you know it's that Derek Sivers quote that if knowledge was enough we'd all be billionaires with six-pack abs Right. right like most of us know what to do with when it comes to health and wellness you know get more sleep drink more water go to the gym but knowing what to do and actually doing it are two very different things. Um, And that's where that mindset comes in. So I'm, you know, I think that that's the thing I'm I'm most proud of with the book is that I try to really show people that, you know, you can integrate the stuff that you read in something like a Brené Brown with 
with implementing, you know, stuff that you read in, in a fitness book. Right. Yeah. And that's like, if you are just going to rely on, like, that's one other thing that people don't take ownership of their own knowledge, like, like, like read books and yes. like study and, and people, nobody wants to do that. They just want to, they, and, and you talk about this, but hang on, like, we're going to talk about your book. We're going to talk about okay. this other thing, but like this, uh, okay, I just want you to tell me what to do. Well, if they, if this person is telling you what to do, doesn't know you, then yes. whatever they're telling you isn't, may not be necessarily the right thing. Now, hang on. So we're going to talk about that, but before we do, we're 10 minutes okay. in, this is how good the conversation's going. We're 10 I know. Minutes. I'm just thinking we're uh, like, we I, I even... think we're going to need like a five hour conversation. <laughs> You're awesome. Well, I was going to say we're 10 minutes in and I haven't even said, tell us your story. Like, where? Oh like, okay. Let's go back to the beginning. Yeah. Okay. We'll go back to the beginning. We'll circle back. So one of the things I really, I think it's important for everybody to note is that I was absolutely not born with an innate, innate motivation to be healthy and fit. Um, my parents divorced. I kind of ate my way through my parents' divorce. I literally would sneak food. I would lie to get out of gym class. I was unhealthy. I was unhappy. I used food to, to sort of quench all of my emotions. Um, you know, I'm six feet tall. And as a 30, almost six-year-old, I love that. But, you know, when I was 15 and right. I was tall, yeah. boys did not love that. <laughs> um, so I was miserable and I was a much less happy version of me. And um, finally, what my mom said to me, um, and it was, she's actually, I, she, my mother is amazing. She said to me, listen, Kathleen, being active has to be a non-negotiable, um, but how you decide to be active, that can be up to you. Yeah. And you have never done well with your peers, but you've always done, you've always been more comfortable with adults. So she's like, we're going to get you a membership at the YMCA. Um, you know, and the demographic at the Y is like, everyone's either over like 60 or under like five. Um, And she's like, and you're going to go and you're just going to walk on the treadmill and you're going to set the bar low enough that you can actually achieve it. And the little wins are going to spiral you forward. Um, And that was actually really, it's the premise of a lot of my fitness philosophy and is the premise of my first book, Finding Your Fit, which is just, you have to decide that being active is a non-negotiable, but you also have to decide that something is always better than nothing. So you have to just make it possible. You have to decide that health is this like big bucket and little drops of health every day adds up. Um, and you have to decide that it's your fit that you have to find, that it doesn't matter what works for your favorite celebrity or your father or your mother or your sister. It only matters what works for you. Um, and you, that can change, right? Like my fit at 17 is different than my fit at, you know, 35, right. which is different than my fit in my twenties when I was, when I was doing like Ironmans and stuff like that. But yeah. it's about not trying to fit a square peg into a round hole that, you know, you can follow the quote unquote best fitness advice, you know, for a week or two, maybe even a month or two, but long-term you're not going to stick with it unless you figure out. Uh, what your fit is right um, yeah so it was great you know I started walking at the Y and then eventually I started to do some uh, weight training and then I started actually taking a bunch of aerobics classes and step classes and you know um, muscle classes and spin and eventually I took so many classes that the Y said you know you should teach this so <laughs> then you actually have this great program where they will teach you how to be an instructor for free because I didn't have any money right. um, but then you have to volunteer so I did a you know I spent my entire high school career volunteering you know six a.m. I was at the Y teaching classes and then I'd go to school and then after school I'd go and do more and and that just sort of spiraled into 
um, what I decided to do kinesiology for my undergrad. I always thought I was going to be a lawyer. So it was like, oh, I'll do kin. And then, you know, after that, I'll go do law. And now, where, where did you grow up? You said Toronto. Oh, Are you I'm in, in Canada? Toronto, Canada. Okay. But my mom is, she was a single mom and she's an actress. So we traveled around to all the little small towns for her to do theater work. So cool. although I was born in Toronto, I lived in, you know, uh, Stratford, Ontario and London, Ontario and Niagara and the Lake and all these little oh, places. Oh, cool. So, but eventually so many people said to me, like, why would you be a lawyer? Like you're good at this. So, you know, I, then I became a Pilates instructor and then a Czech practitioner and fascial stretch therapist. And then I did my master's in exercise science and then I became a nutritionist and now I'm becoming a life coach and, you know, just sort of spiraled, but I, I can't, I can't say it strongly enough to people who are out there listening that like you don't bite off more than you can chew, like figure out what you can do today, like right now, you know, maybe it's just get a glass of water while you listen to this podcast, you know, like what is the next healthiest thing that you can do that's small enough that you can achieve it and do that. Right. Um, and, you know, that doesn't mean if you're an athlete that you shouldn't have big goals, like obviously tailor it to you. You know, when I was an Ironman, I was training, you know, 25 hours a week and yeah. that was also great. Um, but if I had started when I was, 16 trying to train 20 hours a week i would never have right. started yeah so you know yeah you, gotta start. you just have to start so listen to this crazy um similarity between our stories so i okay. was a very uh, uh, uh chunky little kid <laughs> and and i was a very cute little chunky. i little was boy. such a cute little chunky boy <laughs> and everyone would squeeze my my cheeks and stuff and I, when I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sick of this. And I, I had, I, there's all these things that we could get into as far as like people, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say I was bullied or anything, but like people would say, I was bullied. Yeah. So I will say it. I was okay. Bullied. Okay. Well, people would say stuff to me and make me feel self-conscious. And so, so I was fine. Like, okay. I'm enough of this. So I went with my grandmother to the YMCA. What? Yes. And like, so we, we, I know, I know when you when you were saying that I was like no way and and the first time I was like, done, like marathons and stuff too right? yeah oh yeah so I did seven years of I did an Ironman I did like several half Ironmans and lots of which, marathons which and Ironman did you I do? did the one in the Woodlands down in Houston because I'm oh, I'm, I'm, awesome. I'm in Texas it was but Let's, Brandy Brown's from Houston. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you, you remember at the Y they used to they give you like the little lap counters for your yeah yeah so I remember I got one of those and I ran like a mile. And they almost like the the YMCA like medic had to like come up. They almost like had to like call a doctor because I was like such about to die, and I like recovered. And that was kind of the beginning of my being active, you know, th through all that. And so I've done. Isn't that a great story? Like you started yeah. not being able to run a mile, yeah, yeah. and then you did like Ironmans and half Ironmans and marathons. Like that's. That's inspiration right. for people out there, right? Like you don't have to be born. I think people look at fitness people like me or you or whatever, and they're like, well, oh, they were genetic. born motivated. Yeah. It must be easy for them. But that's just self-sabotage because if right. you look at people and you think, oh, it's easy for them, it's not easy for me, then it's, that's another reason to just not start. Right. Right. Like you just have to, life is just hard. Yeah. And, you know, it's all about learning and growing and evolving and you know, you have to sort of just start. Right. And I love the concept of the, like the small drips over time. Yeah. Like you can't wait until you're 40 and then say, okay, you know what? I think I'm going to, I want to be that guy that when he's 50, who's like jacked. 
Like, well, sorry. Like, it's that guy that was jacked when he was 50 has been lifting weights and, like, being active since he was eight. Although, anybody who's listening who's 40, that's no, right. No, right, right, right. Don't, don't. Whatever uh, but, age you are, right. if you're 75, if you're 103, right. you start You can get now. benefit, you right. You start today, right? Yeah. Like, the thing about it is that the now, this moment, is the only moment we have true control right, over, right? right? Like, yes, you can influence the future, but only with what you do right now. Right, exactly. And I think it's like, it's, it's about managing expectations. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God, yes. There was... uh, you know, realistic expectations are the key to happiness, yeah, yeah. for sure. And they're also the key to success because if you are trying to, you know, if I decided I wanted to be like, Serena Williams, right. right? Like I'm never gonna look like her. I'm never gonna play tennis like her. Right. I'm never, you know, like you. We all have a genetic window, and right. we all have certain lifestyles, um, and we all have certain realities that are possible. So you kind of have to, as my dad would say, you, you know, you you take your genetics and you hit them out of the park. Um, but you know, you work within your genetic window and you try to get to the top of that window, depending on your age and your fitness history right. and all that stuff. Well, and as far as like how like time works, I, I, uh, I worked with a guy at a hospital once who was, was being sought after for advice. Uh, there was a, a someone like in their thirties that was like wondering if they should go back to med school. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, okay, if you go back to med school, like how long is it going to take till you're like a doctor? And he's like, like eight years. And he's like, okay. Uh, how old will you be in eight years? If you go to like, you go to med school, how old are you going to be? He's like 38. It's like, if you don't go to med school in eight years, how old are you going to be? 38 oh yeah. yeah you know and it's like oh my gosh like it's yeah. like time is passing like it's oh it's like totally. yeah. take take well and time is the only resource we don't get back right like right. you can't you can make more money you can whatever but you can't make more time and we gotta make the most of it yeah. you know again i'll say how amazing my mom is so she just turned 66 and she just graduated from oh, she went cool. back to school um, I mean, she always, she had a master's in theater, but she went back to school to become a, a psychotherapist and she now has a full practice and, you know, it was that sort of idea. She yeah. turned, it was 59 and she was like, well, in six years, I'll either be 66 <laughs> and a therapist or 66 and, and not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and she did it and I'm so proud of her. Yeah, man, that's but awesome. But it really is like, you know, if she had kept putting it off and putting it off, she would never be where she is now. And it was hard work. Um, but you know, when you put a lot of hard work in, you can feel really good about yourself. Right. And another thing, uh, kind of a buzzword or a phrase that I used to say a lot that actually used to be before simply human was a thing. I had uh, kind of another thing and it was called like, it's never a good time. And the, yes. I- the idea was like, I remember my first, uh, the first marathon I ever ran, it was like in 2006 and I had a buddy that was like my, one of my high school buddies who was very active and, and we played football together and we did a bunch of stuff like that together. And he's like, Hey, let's run the Dallas marathon. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, let's do that. And when is it? It's in December. Okay. Uh, and so I started researching. I was like, oh, there's this like 18-week running plan. So I backed out 18 weeks from the date, and I looked, and it was like football season. And I was working in local media at the time, and football season is the crazy time of year in Texas. And I was like, no, I got to – it's not going to work because, like, I can't – I won't have be able to dedicate that time during football season. And then I was like, okay, well, I want to run a marathon. So let's see. Where is the perfect 18-week window where I can – where it's going to fit in? Right. It's like, okay. And I've quickly realized like there, there is no 18 week window. So I called him back and I was like, sign us up. Let's do it. Like there's, you know, if you want to do something, you're just going to have to prioritize. You just have to get it done. And so that's kind of what started all, all of my marathon stuff. You told that story in the, in, I listened to the, um, Oh, cool. 
then, yeah, and I love that story because I think it's, I really think it's a great story and I think it's so true because so, and so important to say because so many people wait for the, you know, perfect week or perfect day to start being active and there is no perfect week. There's no perfect day. There's only right. today. Um, and it's just that perfectionism is such a mess, mess, method that we all self-sabotage yeah. with in so many ways. And I call it negative brain propaganda, right? And I, I think, you know, we all just have to get rid of perfectionism. Like, first of all, it's not possible to be perfect. We're, we're human and thankfully we're human. Like otherwise we'd be robots. Right. Um, or like an elephant also, or, like or an a elf, zebra right? or something. But yeah. Also, like once you can embrace that life is full of you know, full of falls. And that idea of a growth mindset, that Carol Dweck idea of like every experience. Is the cops stop. are there. Right. The oh, cops, yeah, the cops, the cops are, there. are coming to get you run. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, did you? Yeah. yeah we we oh all make mistakes. And I robbed a bank. And I'm like, no, I'm too tired. I got no jokes for you. I got nothing. <laughs> well, I'm glad Rick, I'm glad Rick isn't on this call because he would be making fun of me because in the show notes, I just typed in Mark, retells a story and he always makes fun of me no, but I'm glad told I haven't told that story that. probably since that episode yeah. yeah well no because I think it's a really important thing for people to hear is that you know there's always going to be reasons for you not to start yeah. always and if you wait for the perfect day it'll never happen but also going back to what you said about expectations if you set your expectations for perfection again you will always be unhappy with yeah. yourself because life the only thing um that we're as guaranteed is that you know change will occur right and undulations up and down are an inherent part of living uh, and if you know if you don't want any undulations like stay in your basement with the covers over your head right, right. like you have to if you're part of life um if you're living you're gonna fall you're gonna you know have to get back up but all going back to that growth mindset like every experience you have is just data for next time and right. that's one of the reasons why i say to people like you know as opposed to being frustrated about the last 10 15 20 years of your health life if you've kind of fallen on and off the horse or whatever you just have to say okay that's not something to be frustrated about that's something for me to learn right from. right you know i can say to myself like when have i been the most fit in the past how do i replicate that when have i been the least fit okay how do i make sure those things don't happen like it's all about learning from your experiences and then setting up systems um, to sort of save yourself from your future self. But every experience just becomes data. Like, so if you go, you know, at three o'clock, you're out shopping and you're starving and you grab a, a you know, a, a chocolate bar, as opposed to belittling yourself with negative self-talk, you say, okay, interesting. I don't want to have that happen again. How do I not make that happen? Oh, right. I carry some almonds in my purse or I carry an apple. Right. Or let's say you do like some emotional eating at night. Okay. So as opposed to getting upset at yourself, you sort of say, okay, well, why did I emotionally eat? Was I lonely? Okay. So maybe next time I call a friend or was I tired? Okay. Yeah. Next time I say to myself, you know what, just go to bed. But or, it's all or like, was I starving? Cause I'm, I'm starving myself. Maybe I should eat more healthy exactly. food at dinner. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I had my three o'clock sugar craving because I didn't have enough protein and healthy fats at lunch. Right. right? But if you belittle and shame yourself, then it leads to more, like less than ideal choices. But yeah. if you can grow from it, if you can just learn, use everything as data and experience, then you can change your behavior. Yes. Next 
time and it's more exciting and it's less demoralizing and it's more it's also just more empowering right and it goes back to what you said earlier it's about owning your choices right like if you're going to wear the blindfold across the road like own it and know the repercussions and the trade-offs that you're making and being aware of your choices and and just knowing that you're human. I mean, we all, again, it goes back to, I think people look at people like me in the fitness world and think, oh, she never makes a mistake or, you know, she never eats badly or she never, whatever, whatever. And I just sort of say, well, no, I just, I, I'm human too. I just learn from things. My story that I tell over and over again is my story about fudge bars. Like I'm obsessed with these fudge (laughs) fudge bars. And I used to constantly go to the grocery store and I would convince myself, okay, you can buy the bars. You'll just have one. And then I would get home. And of course I would eat them all in an hour. Um, We're the same person. (laughs) Yeah. Like they're amazing. So what I now do is I always have a box of fudge bars at my mom's house. So if I want one, I go over. um, And that means I get a visit with her, which I love. Yeah. And um, I only have one because I'm not going to eat six of them in front of my mom. Like I'm right. just not, <laughs> uh, but I'm not, they're not allowed in my house. And that's just like something yeah. I've learned over the right, years. Right. Yeah. And so, I, you know, it's just that I've set up that system. So, because I know that future Kathleen will eat six of them. She yes. just will. Oh my gosh. Like I've, I've just recently, and I'm 37, have gotten to the point where like my wife, who is five foot, 95 pounds, was like a mm. dancer in college. She, she can eat like a bite of ice cream and be fine, you know, and it's I like, I wish I was that person. I, know, I, I, know. Do, that. I do that. <laughs> so I've, I've just now gotten to the point where like, if she buys a little thing of ice cream, I'll just, I'll leave it alone. <laughs> like I used to just, if there was, if it was in there, it was gone. And she would be like, Oh, like, I just want to have a bite. Like every night I just have a little bite and it'll last me for like a month. And I'm like, Nope, <laughs> the whole thing yeah. all the way down. But you got to learn from like that. that. She yeah. can have like a bite of a shortbread cookie. You know, the thing for me is I've just, I've become very aware of what I call like my red, my yellow and my green food. So yeah. greens like fruits and vegetables, obviously, you know, as much as you want and yellow are sort of the, you know, things that I can do those sort of small bites of and they're okay like my partner james there's food that uh, we have discussed that he's he's sort of quote unquote allowed to bring in the house that he loves that i don't like um (laughs) but things that are my red foods like my no-goes they don't come in so you know for example he he's welcome to bring in like a mango bar the pc brand also that that does the fudge bars i like also does like mango swirl and like orange sherbet he can bring in those because i don't like them and i won't have them yeah Uh, but he knows no chocolate ice cream no fudge bars (laughs) no chocolate peanut butter ice cream like none of that right right because i i can't i cannot do it i i can't do a bite a bite turns into three, yeah, yeah. three turns into ten, and ten turns into right. the entire tub. Yeah, and, then, and that doesn't mean you're a bad person. That just that is just a, a no. A, it just some, means that I can't. I I'm not good. I love chocolate yeah. ice cream. Well, that's just like that's some data about you, yeah, right? Exactly. That's just data. some information. Great growth mindset. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like mm-hmm. okay, now we I know that about myself. Now uh, create a context around me that will help me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I create the systems. I create my systems that save myself from my future self. Right. And I do that with everything. Like I'm currently trying really hard right now to um, not snooze my alarm. Oh my gosh. So the system that I have discovered that is working very well is that I set my alarm far across the room and I set it to um, music. So then what happens is when I'm stumbling across the room to turn it off, 
I start to kind of like wiggle my hips a bit and dance a bit. <laughs> and then by the time I get to the alarm, I'm dancing right. and I'm not going to go back to bed because I'm kind of dancing. dancing. Yeah. You know? So that works for me. It yeah. took me about a month to figure that out, yeah. um, but it's working, but it's a, you know, it's everything before I figured this out was data. Right. Right. Um, and and, so, and the things like, as far as setting up your system, I, I, when I talk about sleep, I actually talked to a, a, uh, a, group of uh, social work students at a university here locally today and, and about sleep and it's like with food there's a lot of different things you can eat there's you got to eat you know it's not just like you know when you're hungry you got to eat right so there's like a lot of different times you got to make these decisions on what you eat but yeah. with your sleep environment once you set up your sleep environment like it's set like you like like cold and dark room like yeah. no tv no computer like set up your room it's a sacred sleep space yeah. um and then and then and then it's set you know and, and it's the same thing with like behaviors and patterns that you're going to have in the other domains of whether it's your movement like like you're going to be more uh likely to go to the gym if like you spend some time and like put out all your clothes yeah. the well, next day so my trick i sleep in my exercise clothes there you go yeah early. Because it's again, it's one less thing that's going to keep me from going. I'm like, well, I'm already dressed. I right. might as well go. I've already spent all that time to getting all that clothes together or whatever exactly. it is. Yeah, you yeah. might as well. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think the thing about it is that if you can appreciate that the systems will take some time to develop mm -hmm. and it's kind of make it almost fun, like it is an experiment of figuring out what works for you. And if it works, great, keep it. And if it doesn't work, let it go, <laughs> you know, don't get discouraged and sort of lean into the process of like learning a little bit about yourself and, yeah. and getting excited about that. Like, I think that that can be, that can be kind of fun if yeah. you let it be right. right. There's kind of a funny moment today. It's like, uh, like juniors and seniors in college and, and I'm sitting there talking about sleep and I'm like, okay, ideally, you're, you're not you, like an alarm is not waking you up. Like you're mm -hmm. just, you're getting so much sleep that you're just sort of naturally waking up before yeah. you need to do anything. And, and you know, you're in college, like that's, that's just not an option. And, yeah. and so one, one of the, I was like, okay, quick time for questions. And this one girl was like, how did you like transition from like using an alarm to like not using alarm? And I was like, well, it's kind of, it's kind of not fair. Like I had three kids. Yeah, you know, you, so, alarm. you got three yeah, alarms. So they, yeah, like, very, like I, I didn't, I went from a point where like they would wake me up and now I just kind of, now they're a little bit older and they're not coming to wake me up. And I'm just kind of, I got out of the habit of setting an alarm and I just kind of wake up on my own because I go to bed at a decent time. And I was like, so I'm not saying you need to have kids right now, but it does, <laughs> it definitely helps. <laughs> Well, so I'm, I've actually been doing a bunch of like reading and research on sleep because I have a thing on Wednesday about it. So just one crazy ass stat. Um, if you sleep four hours or less a night, you're 73% more likely to be overweight, overweight. Yeah. Isn't yeah, that crazy? Yeah, there's I another. I knew that it was more like, like I knew that they were correlated for sure, but yeah. I never heard that exact stat. Well, and, and it's less than six hours is something like greater than this but 25 percent chance you yeah be, i mean it's all the hormones the ghrelin and the leptin, leptin and, and, all that, yeah. um, and you're just much more likely to eat more calories if you're awake for more hours right yeah. and especially because you're not creating as much leptin which is your satiation hormone and you're creating right. more ghrelin which is your hunger hormone and all that stuff but yeah. i was just like yeah, sleep's important. Right. Well, yeah. there's another crazy study they did. They took like a bunch of college, young, healthy college students and they sleep deprived them like two, three hours a night for like a week or 10 days. And by the end of the study, all of them were pre-diabetic. Yes. Uh, you know, just, yes. I read that yeah, one as well. For yeah, sure. It's, it's crazy. Like, golly, yeah. it matters, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, we didn't even get to any of the questions. 
um, that okay, I had. We'll just have to do this again. Uh, seriously, we will. And like, that was awesome. So before we go, because we're coming up on okay. time, talk about your books, talk about where people can find you, like promote all your stuff. Okay. So my website is kathleentrotter.com. Uh, and I'd love, I, I know probably a lot of people say this, but I really mean it. I love to hear from people and I will get back to you if you have questions, cool. comments, concerns about anything. Um, I'm Trotter Fitness on Twitter, uh, Kathleen Trotter Fitness on Instagram and just Kathleen Trotter on Facebook. And I have two books. The first one is Finding Your Fit. Um, and in that I sort of break down the what I call the four fitness personalities, the home gym, uh, the home bunny, the, uh, the gym bunny, the competitive athletic bunny, and the busy multitasker. <laughs> and then give examples of each uh, workouts for each personality with the idea of cool. just sort of fitting the workout that you decide to do with your life realities and your personality. Um, and that's, you know, the key to sustainable change is knowing you and doing you. And then my most recent book is your fittest future self. Um, and the basic premise of that is that you have to become an educated mix, ma mix maker. So I, the book is sort of broken down into three parts, your workout mix, your nutrition mix, and your mindset mix. All of them equally as important because your mindset is what allows you to do the workout and the nutrition mix. Um, and I just go through like all the different workouts out there and the different pros and cons to them and all the different diets and pros and cons. With the concept that by the end of it, you can curate a mix that works for you. So you could take a little bit of the pros from this workout and a little pro from that workout and the pro from like, you know, maybe you take the, um, you know, concentration on vegetables from being a vegetarian, but then you decide to take the concentration of healthy fish from the Mediterranean diet or whatever, but right. you figure out what works for you based on your realities and your goals. Um and you embrace that the only moment that you have control over is now. And if you want to create a fitter, happier, healthier, more productive version of you in the future, you have to act now right. in this moment, in this day, you know, and I think I'm a really big believer in stoic philosophy and they yes. have the way that you live this moment is the way you live every moment. Yes. Oh my gosh. I just read that. Um, yeah. Did uh, you read the Ryan holiday? Book? Yeah. Well, the obstacle is the way is great. Yes. And, then, and then there's the daily stoic. Yeah. Um, so I, I just finished the daily stoic yeah. and um, wonderful. I really, really enjoyed it. And I've been living, uh, trying to live my life, um, you know, just letting go of what you can't control and embracing what you can control. Um, so yeah, anyone listening, that's a, that's a, I would definitely put that on your reading list. For we sure. are very, we are very similar. I, I don't want to ask you, you what you had yeah, for. And we're very similar in age. Like you just said, you're 37, right? Yeah, and yeah. I, I was born in 81. So were you born in 83, 84? 82, yeah. 83. Yeah. Yeah. But I have to say my, my moment of pride, um, I was on the airplane a couple of weeks ago and somebody asked me what grade of high school. Oh I my gosh. <laughs> and you just started weeping tears of joy. Oh, I know. Yeah. I was like, like, you're probably lying and you probably know I'm 35. Uh, Thank you yeah, so that was much. so nice of you. So my wife is 38 and she like I already already gave you her height and weight and uh, which yeah. she would kill me, but she is a she teaches at a university and uh every fall she still gets mistaken like hey do you need help finding your classes. Oh, that's amazing. She yeah. just put such a grin on her and it, face. It used to annoy her, and now she's like, just like like you were, like, oh, bless you. For it's, it is that. really funny. Like when I started doing personal training, I I was like eighteen, and I lied to everybody about how old I was <laughs> because I wanted to be older, older right? Yeah. It's and then it's funny. Like I don't know when that switch happens where you're like, no, I don't need to be any older. Right. I'm happy with being <laughs> my age or younger. Like I don't know. It's like a light switch that happens right. all of a sudden. Right. Like, nope, I don't need to. I don't need this. I still have clients who tease me when I. 
I tell them how old they are because they've been training with me since I used to lie about my age. <laughs> And they'll be like, like are no, you telling the, me the truth? Like, how old are you yeah, really? The math Kathy? isn't working out here. You told me you were 25, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Life is a funny thing. Yes. That is. Okay, yeah. okay, I have one question, and you may have heard okay. this if you listen to the podcast. What is one thing that you enjoy about life or something you do that makes life more enjoyable? And it doesn't have to have anything to do with any of this stuff. Yeah, I was thinking about that because I, 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 um, I think I will say – just prioritizing um, time with friends and family, specifically my partner, James. I um, We've been together since high school wow. um, and I'm a very type A personality and I really value um, work and, you know, I put a lot of effort into my, my work. It's my passion. Um, I also put a lot of effort into my exercise and in my 20s doing my Ironmans and stuff. And um, I think what I realized from, you know, um, listening to Brené Brown and all that kind of stuff is that, you know, busy can be an addiction yeah. um, and a way to sort of escape from, you know, dealing with stuff and that people are really what is important in life. And I think for the longest time, I didn't value the sort of basking in the joy of just spending time with somebody that you love yeah. and I would have sort of felt that it was a waste of time a little bit like I don't know if I can't like I don't know if I would have said it out loud but I always really felt like the, the productive time was really busy time yeah um and um so lately after reading a lot of you know diff different books and and just thinking I you know we make time every week for each other and just to do you know playing cards in the backyard right. or you know putting on music and dancing around we have the the ed, ed sheeran song perfect yeah you know play that because we like in the song we met when we were in high school and and I, my relationship with him is so much better but i'm also just so much more full of joy and it also just means that i'm better at my job because i get that rest and, right and um, i think that sort of, I guess what I've embraced is that just like, you can't work out 24 hours a day. Like yeah. just as recovery is so important for workouts and being right. stronger, like you will get weaker if you work out 24 hours yeah, a day. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think I've embraced that with life that like a full, well-rounded balanced life, yeah. you know, it, it, you can't just be working all the time, no matter how much you love, you know, your work. And right. it's important to make the people that you love in your life feel loved and as Brené Brown would say like love is not a word it's a practice so mm -hmm. I guess what gives me joy lately is really trying to practice love like not just say that I love my friends and family but actually you know show them that I love them right oh I love that yeah like we are outsourcing relationships with Facebook and with all these things that we just rely on technology to to do stuff for us and it's kind of one-on-one -on -one, like intentional interpersonal yes. relationships uh if if we don't really start focusing on that uh stuff uh, we're we're all in big trouble <laughs> i completely completely agree yeah. on so many levels kathleen this has been awesome you are awesome uh we need you to have awesome. you, well no you're awesomer we need to we need to have you back on uh totally. maybe and like around your birthday Toronto, you we should go for a run together oh my gosh yeah it would be awesome oh is our mountains up there we can mountain bike <laughs> uh, there's not that many mountains. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what? I'm not uh, geography. Well, there are hills. <laughs> we, can we can. There are some hills. We well, can, we can if I can, bike. if I can mountain bike in the uh, in the plains of West Texas, we'll we'll be able to find some some uh, a rock or we something. We can find some fun. Stuff. Yeah, there yeah, are right. places that people would call like Halton Hills has some nice mountain yeah. biking. Cool. It's, they're, they're more like little little. <laughs> 
scoops or something. Yeah. I don't know. I know. It, it's, not, it's not a hill bike, I guess. That's what I have. I have a hill bike, technically, yeah. unless I take it to Colorado or something. So, awesome. Well, Kathleen, this has been awesome. I really, really appreciate your time, and I will let you know when this goes um, goes up. It should be later on this week. Fantastic. All right. We'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Time Travel Talk. We did not actually interview her just now. We're interviewing, I'm interviewing her in a week. Yes. You have a conference. I will be my keynote activity of the year. Are you giving the speech? I'm giving a speech. (gasps) Yes. Will you give us your speech speech. on the podcast? I mean, it's it's like a three-day conference. I'm doing like a 30-minute. Like uh, several times a day or something? No, just once. Literally just one time. Can you do it for the podcast? Uh, if you'd like to be bored with the, well, I mean, I'm never bored with the intricacies of Texas juvenile law. We're Have you watched Abducted in Plain Sight? one of the Texas Family Code, talking about first offenders programs and chapter 58 of the Texas Family Code, juvenile records uh, rules. You do, a, you do important work. I'm not making any jokes. Uh, I can give you my presentation if you like. Well, maybe we'll do that, uh, or maybe not. Um, did you have you watched Abducted in Plain Sight yet? No, and well, okay. Oh time travel talk. my! I am actually Lord. planning on watching this uh, in my downtime at the conference. It, it, we watched it last night. Is it a movie or is it a it's series? A, no, it's a ninety-minute documentary, okay. and okay. it's over. I, and you okay. I feel will, like especially I'm the only person I've heard nothing about this whatsoever oh my uh, i heard one segment on the radio uh the station that we listened to but i caught just a little bit of it and i have no it's just some weird stuff yeah it, that's all i know is a bunch of weird stuff especially happening. like you having the job that you do this is going to yeah I, i'd be interested to hear after you watch it i want to talk about it because i want to hear your take on it oh well jiminy yeah okay it's uh it's insane and I will just say this, Rick. It's just kid stuff. <laughs> okay, that's the part that I do remember from hearing this segment on the radio. And I heard it in the background, and I was like, what is he talking about? Yeah. Yes, he is. Okay. So that's going to be next week, or not next week, but two weeks when we record for Maggie Downey on March 4th. Um, we're going to talk about your thoughts on Abducted in Plain Sight. And if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Okay, I will watch it. So that is going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. Rather abrupt. And remember, and I have to say, okay, bravo. Really? Yes. So until next time, it's just kid stuff. <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.